Welcome back to us and our buttholes. <laughs> There's the intro, Derek. <laughs> Roll it out. Welcome to another episode of... It's probably fine. It's you probably know. fine. I have to say it every time after I know, you. I do too. Okay. I like it. Ooh, we're back. And it's the daytime. It's daytime. It's a Saturday. We had a brunch. We had a lovely brunch. Yeah. Brooke brought donuts. Derek ordered the lamest ones. It was like lip, limp dick donuts Like... <laughs> 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 if there was a category of donuts, that would be the Limp ones that Derek dick. Like, uh, he, For a second, we thought he wanted like a plain, unglazed one, and I was like, "Who did I marry?" Um, I was my palms started sweating when he said that, and I was gonna have to tell Nick that that's what Derek wanted I to had, be picked up. I had so many gifts just on stack, <laughs> ready to make fun of him. Just tell them not to even bake it, but just to send the yeah. dough, and he'll just gnaw actually just on it. just give me a picture of one. <laughs> God. So Derek's favorite are the Ew. plain, well, plain glazed is pretty normal standard. Is it? Yeah. I when you have a lot glazed. of, when you have a lot of other options though. Sometimes I, no, I gotta, I gotta agree with Derek on this. Sometimes I just want a plain glazed, but shut up, shut up you guys. Okay. Sorry. No, Derek, <laughs> fuck you. But the other one, apple fritter, he wanted an apple fritter and he ate it in like four <laughs> separate chunks and enjoyed every single chunk. Yeah. Like, fucking weirdo. Long Johns are where it's at. Yeah, chocolate Long Johns. And Derek makes fun of me because it's so basic. But I know what I like, and that's what I like. Well, then Derek knows what he likes. And he Apple likes fritter, me. though? I know. Fucking weirdo. That's like he, the- he's going to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. His CPAP won't let him. The CPAP. <sighs> Fuck that CPAP. Right in the ass. So we are here. We've had we've got a belly full of brunch. We had, I had a mimosa. You can cut that out. If you want <laughs> pause when are we gonna announce your pregnancy oh we can announce it now if you want to you can just say i had a mimosa and i'll be like i didn't because i'm pregnant well you just said it <laughs> <laughs> do you is that how you wanted to announce it yeah I, I i don't care at this point rachel's pregnant i'm pregnant so i didn't have a mimosa <laughs> i just had orange juice and it was delicious yeah and i had a lots of food so when that it, might be why I've been really tired here lately, guys. She has been a little bit hard to motivate. Yeah, very. Been I've listening to a lot of Sweetie and Cardi yeah. B. And I'm in my second trimester now and I'm like, wait, but when does the energy start? Because it fucking hasn't yet. <laughs> when are you due? Uh, I know this, by I the way. I fucking think about it every <laughs> single time. <laughs> July 14th, it's two days after Derek's birthday, so I'm hoping... That this baby plops out on his birthday. And, and then you won't have to do anything for Derek's birthday. Ever again. <laughs> Just like mine is basically the like that. I mean, Leo was born the day before my birthday. And everyone forgot that it was my birthday and I was in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Historically, your birthday hasn't been great. No, it's yes. terrible. I have like a avocado on my belly now, I think. She's also not uh, figuring out the sex. Yeah. Which is super fun. Have I Googled it a bunch of times of my symptoms? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we are not finding out and it is giving me anxiety and happiness at the same time. So I love it. Yeah. Also, I think it's, it's I'm dead set that it's a boy. You can put it down. Today is the 30th of January. I'm calling it's all boy. What'll be really interesting is that I actually really think it's a girl. Really? But 100% of the time I am wrong. <laughs> so it would make sense if it's a boy. But if this was the one time I was right, I would feel really connected to the universe. And like, See? this could be a new chapter for me. Well, I guess we'll find out in July. Yeah. So it's a win-win it's for an me. an accident. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I have a feeling I'm going to see some little genitalia, though. Don't look at the ultrasound. I'm trying real hard not to, but sometimes they don't fucking tell you and they just go Voomp! down to the bottom. Or you might think that you see some genitalia and you don't. And then that's what I, I told Dr. Snap. I said, but I, I also told her cause she was like, Oh, you're not finding out. Right. And I was like, yeah. And I had a ultrasound at like 14 weeks or 15 weeks, something like that. And she was like, okay, I'll make sure to tell you when to look away or whatever. I said, honestly, if you put it up there right now, I would not know what I was looking at. Like it's super early and whatever. And she was like, You'd be surprised. Some of these boys. And I was like, <laughs> it's a huge dick. Is he talking about, she's talking about big dicks on little, little she is. fetuses. But, she is. Okay. 
but from the most biological stance. Yeah. She's like, some of these boys, you, well, it's pretty obvious. I'm like, oh. Is that so? Yeah, I guess. Okay, well. Cool. Sweet. It's out there. It's, it's out about, there. We're doing it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so please go and follow our Instagram, I guess. Instagram's kind of laming on us lately. Yeah. Uh, totally follow our TikTok. Both of them are. Sparking. Right, at Probably Fine Pod. Email us at probablyfinepod at gmail.com and tell your friends about us. Please. Oral tradition. Yeah. Just pass down generation to generation. It's probably fine. Podcast. Derek, are you proud of us for doing that? That was concise. And also, we need to once again just talk about our TikTok because we're thriving, man. Yeah. First off, Brooke's cat's got, did we talk about this last time? I thought we did. Your <laughs> cat's got like 60,000 views. <laughs> was the only TikTok that didn't have either of us in it, not our voices, anything. So I'm like, okay, I see you. And then Brooke had a really, really good one. So we, I think we put in our reels. Yeah, um, it's in our all of them, except for the, the last couple or not, because they were longer than 30 seconds. I don't put the ones that are longer. So if you only follow us on Instagram, you're missing out on our TikTok because we post extra because we have more follow- there's more engagement yeah so. and we're also realizing that a lot of people over the age of 30 don't have a tiktok just get it yeah just get i it don't feel bad for you no like, it's it's interesting derek likes tiktok mm-hmm. it has so if i didn't have tiktok throughout this pandemic i don't know where i would be mentally see that's that's when my that's when i started it it's when the fucking pandemic hit because I was just like, mm-hmm. mm, that's not for me. That's for children. Mm-hmm. No, Especially it once, is for me. Right. Once your For You page gets super curated to what you, what you like. Want. Yeah. And I, I feel like I have so like connected. so much mom stuff, social work stuff, and like mental health stuff is really what mine is. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I have some of that and some also real weird stuff on yeah. there. But. Uh, Sometimes you get into weird for you pages. Like for a while I had from like, what was our second episode that I talked about this? I got into polygamy. Kink talk. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, so for a while those were pretty prevalent, but they've, but I still follow the one that I really like. Yeah. But I don't look at their shit that much because they've gotten too big for the britches. That's Uh okay. That's okay. Well, what's really cool about our TikTok for us, at least, is that we have connected with so many mental health professionals, which I mean, we don't just, that's not our only demographic, but mental health professionals are probably going to relate to us a lot. So we've really kind of created or like started to create this community and it feels really good. Yeah. It's It's so fun. Especially in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. These people are all over the country and the world. So going through the same thing that we are. Yeah. Or similar. Uh, speaking of TikTok, we wanted to do a special shout out to yeah. one of our TikTok friends. We're getting a lot of love. Yes. So go and follow our friend Kimberly Anderson. Uh, she is a marriage, I believe, marriage and family therapist who has a lot of great content on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, TikTok needs yeah. to fucking answer for themselves because she Tell got fucked happened. over last night. Yeah. Apparently. Last night, she was doing a live on TikTok, and some transphobic person came on and was saying some hateful shit, and she pushed back. The transphobic person reported her, and she's now been banned on her main account until May 1st. So her main account, go follow it, is Kimberly underscore underscore Anderson, and then her new account that she made that we can follow until she gets back to her old one is Kimberly underscore Anderson. Um, so no, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, her new one that we can follow now until she's not banned is at Kimber underscore talk T O K. Um, so Kimberly, we love you. Yeah. Thank you for the love. Yeah. You've been showing us so much love lately. We warms our hearts. We love you. And, um, TikTok fucking get it together. Yeah. No shit. (sighs) Bullshit. Uh, Should we do our other shout out? Yes. I can't remember what it was. Yes. Okay. I was like, I couldn't think of another TikTok person. <laughs> Have an Instagram account to promote. Promote? Promote. What did I say? Promote. <laughs> Put like, the wrong I think emphasis. you're going to do promo. Promo. And then you were, <laughs> something else happened. So we've got a friend. Her name is Chelsea, and she does <sighs> kick-ass custom tie-dye. It's so fucking cool, this shirt that you got done. I am beyond, I'll post it on our Instagram. Please do. Yeah, I didn't even think about doing that. Uh, but she started by hand dyeing a bunch of concert tees that she had and she's selling some concert tees, but she also does custom orders. So if you have something that you want tie dyed, whether it's your own shirt or she's done sweatpants, she'll, she'll do it for you. So her Instagram is tie dye the moon. That's T I E D Y E dot the moon. 
and she's got all of her really cool shit up there and she's a really great person so. just like going through my closet in my brain right now trying to figure out what all I can tie-dye and what I can give to her because that's absolutely going to happen because mm-hmm. that one is so sick. I was thinking about that today. As soon as I saw mine, I was like, okay, what can Rachel tie-dye? <sighs> I'm like trying to figure out what I have that's white because I, I like know. the white ones. I really like the bleach ones too, but I don't really have a lot of black shirts. Hmm. Mm. We'll have to go through Never mind. I've, I'm going to figure something out. Or like a V-neck. Yeah. Like a black V-neck that you have that you just wear every day. Yeah. No, I'm going to figure... I'm going to figure something out because... Or I'll just fucking buy one. <laughs> God, <laughs> Jesus. We could. We That's could, hard. We could buy our probably fine. That could be your first one. We'll get. Yeah. We'll have matching probably fine T-shirts made. And yeah, Brooke and I want to get a T-shirt made for each of us, and then later because poss- we're cool. Because <laughs> with probably fine on it, and maybe branch it out into merch. If anyone is interested, please let us know because I don't know. That Otherwise, be we cool. won't do it. It could be a cool thing, man. Yeah. We're in a gang now. I think stickers would be cool, too. Yeah. Can we find someone to make vinyl stickers for us? I'm sure. I feel like one of our friends has to do that. Maybe we could just There's do like 4,000 cricket machines. Is that how you make stickers? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. I think that's what people do on Etsy. I bought a couple for my mug, and the vinyl ones can go in the dishwasher. Well, we have Who cares? Wow, that's so boring. <laughs> Please cut that out. Oh god. my god. The vinyl ones can go through the dishwasher. Derek was just saying how we had some new subscribers and they are gone. They're gone. I just lost them with <laughs> my dishwasher talk. Fuck. Well, uh, do you want to do your dream next? Yeah. So this is one that has been sitting, and I guess I wrote it down. I remember I wrote it down when I was fully awake because I remember writing it down. But it was a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, and it has been buried in my podcast things to bring up slash remember. <laughs> okay. This is is a that dream. under your brain is messed up? <clears throat> no, it's again, I have like six of them going. <laughs> so that's probably why this guy got lost. I put dream. I woke up to Derek was getting, so Derek gets ready for work at like five in the morning, uh, in our room, but he just uses his flashlight on his phone. <laughs> a loser. It's really nice of him because then he doesn't turn on the light and wake me up. But so, and then usually I'm like half awake while he's getting ready and then he'll say goodbye and give me a kiss and leave. But so Derek was getting ready for work and I was like one of the times that I was halfway awake and I had a dream that he was getting ready and you were slipping on your belt. <laughs> Is that Because like- he wears a belt like every day. So <laughs> he was putting on his belt and he's just talking to me, putting on his fucking belt and where the belt buckle is it was just a like a baby like a doll head <laughs> like it was a small doll head the belt buckle oh that's what it was the belt buckle was a soft doll head and in my head i was like yep that's my babe's go-to belt <laughs> like everything was normal like it, it. he was just like he had to move the doll head out of the way to get his belt like the belt tail in looking sharp today babe go get him do- with your doll head like just i mean it was just like right above his junk just a doll head was it 3D or was it like a flat belt no, buckle? No, no, I'm telling you, it was like if you sewed a doll head onto a fucking belt. Did it go through the doll's head? I mean, I don't know the logistics. <laughs> I think it went behind the doll's head, through like the ear. Like, if I could picture, if I could recreate it or make it, I would have ripped a doll head off of a, the doll, and then I would glue it onto a belt buckle, <laughs> to where none of the belt buckle is visible, and it's just a fucking doll head holding his belt together. Wow. So that was my dream, and it was a real quick one, and I woke up, and I was like, well, that was weird. <laughs> Write that boy down. So can we just interpret dreaming about a baby doll head? A doll head. So dreaming about a buckle indicates that you are holding, fastening things together. Yeah, I get that. As a buckle in waking life is used to lock a belt, mm-hmm. in a dream it may indicate that you are getting protection. What happens if there's a baby head on it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe you feel protective over your children. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe the safest place for them is on Derek's penis. <laughs> Derek is just fastening them in and he's walking around with real them real close every day. Yeah. And you don't have to worry. Cause he's got it locked down. It was just so weird. And it was like, it was like probably the size of like a softball. And he was just like, like, bye, babe. And it's just like this big doll head. I'm still, I'm still in bed. The doll head is right here before he, like, were the doll's eyes open? I'm thinking. So as I'm thinking back, it was like a, a pretty, yeah. It was like a soft doll head where it was like stitched. Oh, okay, okay. 
It wasn't like one of those where like you tilt it and the eyes close mm-hmm. and then open back up. And That's what I was thinking. Like, no, and it wasn't we'll creepy. I didn't yeah. wake up going, oh, that was really creepy. I woke up going like, huh, that's kind of weird. Maybe you felt like protected. Did um, you know in the spiritual life, seeing a buckle in a dream symbolizes an element of protection against evil and its forces? Maybe. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. But then add the baby head. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm thrown off. We literally couldn't find anything about, about dreaming about a doll head. It's dolls and it was like dreaming about your childhood. Yeah. Nope. Or... Fears of nurturing a child, which I think all moms go through that daily. But you felt secure. Maybe you feel like knowing that Derek is in your life, like (laughs) safe and secure. Okay. He's all right, I guess. (laughs) I'll keep him. Cool. That was a good one. Yeah. So that was weird. (laughs) It sure was. That was a real weird one. Okay. Uh, We forgot to tell everyone that Nick is here. Nick's here. (laughs) Yeah. Nick is here. My husband is here guys for the second time ever say hi nick hello okay (laughs) he's an introvert but i will say my cats are obsessed with him right now you know they're just like swarming it like just circling like a shark they can sense that he's a little standoffish they can sense that he's a safe place yeah they've all except for margie they have all said hello even leo was entranced by him today oh Something about him. He's like a drug. Copying him at the at the dinner table. It's very cute. So cute. All right. You want me to do my thing that I learned? Yeah. All right. I learned something really on TikTok. I saw a TikTok recently. Did you fall down a hole? No. It was nah. just one. Well, I mean, I did a little bit, but it was just because of one TikTok. And it. it was this girl, and she was parting her hair down the middle, and the text said, parting my hair down the middle so Gen Z doesn't think I'm a loser. <laughs> And then it was a stitch and a, and a lady stitched it. And she was like, I saw this and I felt very attacked. And I asked my daughter, I asked, she's, my daughter is Gen Z. So I asked her, uh, is parting your hair down the side something only losers do now? And her daughter was like, yeah. What? And I panicked. Well, I accidentally got my hair cut down the middle. So... Like I got my hair cut and she was like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I've been doing a middle part a little bit. And she was like, okay. And I was like, after she did it, I said, is this one where I can just like swoop it to the side if I want to? And she was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, nope, it's not. It's not. It's curtain bangs. So they're, they're part of this. Don't worry. My hair's on top of my head. 98% of my day. But well, I guess you're just ahead of the game. I don't know. With your center part. So I thought Is that why you're rocking the center part right now? I actually started doing that before because, you know, when do I rock the center part, Rachel? When you get bored. No. What's my biggest motivation to switch it up? When you're feeling pale? I don't know. (laughs) All right. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to go ahead and stop you there. Do you want me to hurt your feelings? I don't know. (laughs) When I feel like my hair is kind of getting thinner Uh, on that side that I part it, and I'm like, oh, maybe my part needs a little bit of a rest. chill. Yeah. So I'll like part it down the center. (laughs) And... Now I'm bad. <sighs> Fuck off, Sorry. Man. Usually everything is when you're feeling super ugly. <laughs> when your zits when are popping. When gross. it's in the in the middle of winter, you're always like, "Oh, I do this because I'm pale." I've never for said so that. many things. I've said that. Yes, so many times, and it's not even that you're obsessed with being dark, but you realize when you're pale. Um, true. And you always talk about your veins, and I never see them. Yes. Yes. So I followed up with a client who is happens to be Gen Z. What did she say? She confirmed my worst fear. Are you fucking kidding me? I thought she was going to say, no, that's not what everyone thinks. But she was like, yeah. Hang on. Oh, shit. She- so this song ain't clear. Oh, my God. Is Chrissy Chrissy's on crack cocaine. <laughs> so if you part you, if you... So do all the Gen Zers part their hair down the middle now? I guess so. Apparently. I, I mean, all of my kids do, but I thought it was just because they thought they were horrid. Oh, I don't like the center part. I like hard to the side. Well, I... Well, uh, I everyone, Nick part. just said I've been ugly for the past week. <laughs> so did Derek. I've been having a center part for the past, since November. Oh my god. He does really like a part of the side. He's like, I like the swoop I sometimes. Try to do it through positive reinforcement, but it doesn't seem to be Wow, cool. I'm going to go kill myself now. I'm just kidding. 
Yeah. Okay. So our husbands aren't attracted to us anymore. Moving on. I'm getting a divorce. (laughs) So we're single now. We're single. Ready to mingle. You might see some new content. So Tinder. (laughs) So my client said, "Ha ha ha!" I said, "Is this fucking true?" (laughs) She said, "Ha ha ha! Yes, it is. LMAO." And I said, "Fuck! I am not okay." And she said, but you look good with it, so it doesn't matter. It, it really just sucks for people that don't look good with one. And I was like, I have a few more questions. So many questions. I said, how do you know if you don't look good with a side part? And she said, you'll be able to tell for yourself. Like, if you don't like it on yourself, don't wear it. Or consult a friend about it. It's like trying on a new outfit or something. What if it's just like a little bit to the side? I like don't know. I didn't middle. ask her You know that. what I'm talking about? Like not a yeah, full like side. Yeah, like slightly off. I'm going to ask her. Yes. Slightly off center. Also, is this only for females and not males? Okay. The cat is out of control. <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy's- what men part their hair down the middle? I don't know. I'm thinking because I just look at Derek because he has long hair now. Please don't part your hair down the middle. I'm saying Jonathan what if Taylor the part Thomas. is slightly off center but not fully. Like an inch off center. To the side. No, that's not middle. That's not middle that's, at all. That's the Derek's slightly trying to, to the side. To part his hair down the middle. Go like this from your nose and go like this. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Follow your Keep intuition, going, baby. No, like smooth it no, down in the now front. Now go like this. Actually, that doesn't look terrible. But I want no. you to lay it really flat. Do you want me to help you? I kind of like it better down the middle like that and like fluffed back. Not like that. <laughs> You got to fluff it a little. It looks terrible. I have been trying to tell you for years. (laughs) (laughs) She's been trying to like do positive reinforcement. We've had behavior charts and everything. Give you stickers. (laughs) Fucking asshole. So, uh, (laughs) millennials, we've been exposed. Wow. I'm going to talk to every single 25 and up person that I know. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll talk to, there's (gasps) a girl that. Talk to the clients. Well, first off, yeah, that's. That's at. Uh, second off, I have one coworker who's like 22 or 23 now. So she's right on the precipice. So I'm going to ask her. Does she have a side part or a middle part? Mm, I don't know. She wears a ponytail. Okay. But I just like want to know what, because she's more connected to the younger, the younger folk. Mm, the youths. The youths, as well, they say. Well, so I'm in a bit of a pickle because, well, you are too. Mm-hmm. My husband... Doesn't like doesn't it. Doesn't like it, but Gen Z does. But what if what if we just beat the husbands into submission? Yeah. With the hair. I, I mean, that would be the easier route, I believe. It's so much easier. Yeah. So now I'm gonna do the behavioral reinforcement with my middle part. I'll get every time I wear a middle part, I'll give Derek a piece of candy. Yes. Every time I wear a side part, I will shock Nick with a taser. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do negative punishment and you do positive reinforcement and then we'll come back. <laughs> Stay tuned. (laughs) It's a foolproof plan. I was going to say kick Derek in the balls, but (laughs) you went straight taser. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking of the shot. Cattle cattle prod. (laughs) Brandon. Oh, God. Shit. All right. Next topic. Well, now I feel like shit, so (sighs) thanks. We're ugly. Do you want to do your... Well, well, we can roll into our real topic. Yeah, we got a, we've got our real topic for sure. Yeah, time. so our friend Liz uh, sent us – whoa, God, how many times have I hit my table? I don't even know. Our friend Liz um, sent us a, um email and kind of, just to sum it up, basically was asking about how she needs some advice um, on how to transition into her new relationship after being in a relationship with a toxic person, mm-hmm. a narcissist. Um she actually calls it a, a, a love bombing narcissist. Yeah. So that's like something that narcissists will do to manipulate you. I, is that a thing? Yeah. She didn't just make it up? No, oh, she didn't shit. make it up. Okay. Well, I hadn't heard it. So <laughs> never mind. Um, and she was saying, she was talking about how it feels like there's like a lack of passion in the relationship or like he doesn't care. Um, and she said she doesn't think that that's the case. It's just not what she is used to or what she had before. Um, and she just wants some like little wisdoms into that or some advice. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't send us a shame story though. Cause she's afraid that she is, uh, it's too new with this dude and she's going to scare him off. Like he listens to our podcast. <laughs> He's not our demographic. No, Liz. he is. He is not. Send us. But that's okay. Send us the shame story. Please. <laughs> well, we won't say it's you. 
So before we get started, I just want to add a disclaimer that this is not therapy or therapeutic no. advice. So my number one suggestion, and if you're not already, you got to see a therapist. Yeah. This is you meaning like Liz, but like the general you. If this is yeah. something that you've been through, if you have been in a relationship for any length of time with someone that has narcissistic tendencies, go to a therapist. Yeah. You it, deserve that. And I think that that's something that's a resounding, you hear us say a lot, because we find so much importance in therapy. And I think that we sometimes get kind of jaded with our close friends and our circle or what we have that are very um, therapy forward, mm-hmm. very comfortable with therapy. But I think that as we take a step back and look at who is listening to this too, it is never uh, I guess I can say that it's never going to hurt to go see a therapist. If that person does not click with you, you switch to another one. If you are not ready for it, you wait. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's something that, you, that will always be there for you as an option. And there is nothing wrong with it. And mm-hmm. it's still, I I know that it has gotten better, but it's still so stigmatized. Mm-hmm. Like you have a problem. It's like, Oh, I'll go to my friend. I have a really good friend that like really yeah. helps me out. It's like, no, like sometimes you need more than that. And also that's not, always your friend's job to do for sure like you can't rely on that but whatever they can do great they can be really supportive but in some situations it's helpful to have someone who is trained mm-hmm. in these types of behaviors and in mental health and like these feelings that you're feeling and also can give you an objective opinion yeah so they're also a third party outsider mm-hmm. and and that's pretty heavy because I know that Brooke, you have said stuff to me or Derek has said stuff to me that I'm like, yeah, and my therapist will say the same thing. And I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's that it's genius. And I know that you guys have said the same fucking thing, (laughs) Uh but there's something different about getting it from a third party, but Mm -hmm. go ahead. Sorry. Just like when Nick will say something to me that he thinks is helpful and then you will say the exact same thing. And I'll be like, listen to this awesome shit. Rachel, (laughs) Rachel said to me, that's, I mean, it's the same fucking thing that I do to Derek and. We're just beating him down slowly. Yeah, it's fine. So I thought I, I Rachel and I kind of like set up a little agenda. So I thought it would be good to start with just kind of like talking about what's happening in your body whenever that happens. Yeah, talk about just that. Really this is quickly. what Brooke is very, very good at. This is something I, I really like to work with. It, it all kind of falls under the category of attachment theory. So uh, in attachment theory, the idea is that the way that you form relationships with your caregivers from the time, well, I mean, prenatal, and then from the time you're like five years old, uh, set the tone for how you will form relationships for the rest of your life. Um, give or take like new empowering experiences, new traumatic experiences, like relationships, therapy, etc. Just let that sink in. <laughs> Just let that sink in and sit with it for a little bit. Chew on that. By the time you're five years old, these patterns of attachment have been put into place that, that you are now, you know, actively putting out into the world. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about that. I mean, if you're interested in like early childhood attachment, you can Google it or message me and I'll send you some articles, but there are different types of attachment styles. You've got anxious attachment, you've got avoidant, you've got disorganized and of course secure attachment. So when you have engaged in a toxic relationship, you are modeling insecure attachment. Does that make sense? No, it really does. It's just, it's that's such a very plain way to put it, like a very like mm-hmm. easy to digest way to put it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if that's unhealthy; it still becomes a pattern, and it becomes what you're used to. Mm-hmm. So, a huge thing that a lot of people, you know, including myself, being in a toxic relationship and getting out of it, and then clients that I see, they will come out of it, and then they'll try to pursue dating again, and they'll be very bored. Yeah. Or, or they'll be very anxious mm-hmm. because moving from insecure attachment to secure attachment can feel really scary and it can also feel like disconnection. Yeah. And I, that makes complete sense because like with a secure attachment or, you know, if you want to call it a quote unquote healthy relationship, you don't get those hits all the time exactly. of like whether it was positive or negative attention, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get those all the time because you're just content and you're secure in what what's going on or what the Mm -hmm. partnership that you're in contentment like that can feel unsafe if it's not something that you're used Used to to. Mm -hmm. so essentially before you get before you've moved into your secure attachment uh with your new partner your body was going through a trauma so Mm -hmm. when you're dating someone that has narcissistic tendencies your body is is existing in fight or flight 
because you never know when the next shoe is going to drop. So yeah. your body learns to just remain in that space all the time because you can't let your guard down because you don't know when that person is going to be loving towards you. You don't know when they're going to be hateful towards you. You don't know when they're going to ice you out. Mm -hmm. So you're on edge all the time. You have to, and and you needed to do that. Your body did that so it could protect itself. But what's happening now is that your body isn't recognizing that you're safe. So you're, you're having two experiences. You're having the experience of logic and rationalization where, and we heard it in, in Liz's email. It's like, mm-hmm. I know that's not the case. Yeah. I know that he's loving and that he cares about me. But this is what I'm physically feeling. I'm having a different experience in my yeah. body. Like a withdrawal. Mm-hmm. It's because the body is very slow. Yeah. Knowing is not half the battle. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a 16th of the battle. So you are waiting for your nervous system to calm down. Takes a minute. Mm-hmm. And eventually you will get to a space where like right now it feels like the house is on fire whenever he doesn't text you back right away. Or he um, says, Hey, I'm just going to like spend some time by myself tonight, but eventually it'll just be a candle that you can blow out. You know what I mean? It might just like pop up. That's a really good metaphor. And you'll be like, wait a minute. No, that's okay. And it's gone. But right now when that happens, your brain is trying to protect you from harm. And so it's like Mm -hmm. the house is on fire. Everyone's dead and abandon ship yeah they're gonna leave you yeah and and it just takes time for that to heal which sucks it, it really does i hate when it's always like when you hear that it's like time that's mm-hmm. going to ugh, fuck that's so sorry it, time heals all wounds does it <laughs> <laughs> no maybe a little bit with some <laughs> yeah. help again there's still the candle yeah you gotta, <laughs> gotta water that seed yeah maybe okay. a, gre- a grease fire <laughs> here every couple of years i don't know their flour or baking soda on a grease fire doesn't matter. Let's go. No, but I thought you, I thought you can throw one thing on it. Not water. Not water. I know it's either baking soda. So your soda body or flour. is learning not to throw water on this grease fire. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We can the continue. It doesn't tool. fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. We'll Google it later. <laughs> Are you good? Or is that I've got, you I mean, yeah, I'm good for it. So I have more. If you want to keep talking about like the trauma side and the the physical side of it, I have more of like the. Um, like negative effects it's left you with okay with like a like uh, like emotions patterns or, of behavior thank you okay yeah. yeah yeah I remember that's what you said so um one thing to recognize or like to start to recognize because you do kind of have control over those thoughts because you're having these thoughts of like that this isn't accurate is recognizing that the emotions that you're experiencing might not be giving you accurate feedback mm-hmm. just because you're having a feeling doesn't mean it's true It is normal for you to have those feelings ignite in your body and not every feeling is a call to action. And that's, sometimes it's really hard to be mindful of those Mm -hmm. and really sit and say like, okay, where, where's this coming from? Do I need to do anything? Do I need to just sit with this? Do I need to like not react, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. do, you know, that's hard. Our instinct as human beings is to problem solve. Yes. Like if you lean over and you accidentally knock a cup of water over, your first instinct is pick it up, grab the paper towels. Yeah. But there's another system in our body that doesn't actually respond to problem solving, and that's our self-soothing system. So when you talk about the emotional reaction that you're having in this new relationship, you need to be responding to your soothing system, not your problem solving system. Yeah. And that is being really kind to yourself, not trying to make that feeling go away, but recognizing that it's a really important part of the healing process. Yeah. This is really normal what I'm feeling and this is really hard for me. And it's, it's going to be hard, but I'm working really hard on this. Right. It's talking to yourself compassionately. Mm -hmm. I'll try to link some compassion, self-compassion affirmations, like really working hard. It's so fucking hard. And if you read these self-compassion affirmations, you feel uncomfortable and you think, oh, I could read, I'm a big piece of shit and feel better. That's fucked up. Yeah. And we need to work on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's hard. I know I keep saying that, but it, it fucking it just is. It's validating to hear that. I it, think it is. Well, it's just like, I mean, when are you ever taught that? Really, never. Though? Like, I don't think that that has been even a small part of my life up until the last three or four years mm-hmm. because you did so much therapy. Think about on yourself. Totally. Think about well, a parent or a teacher. Therapy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> think about a parent or a teacher in your past. Has any adult in your life ever sat down and said? You're, this is really hard for you. Like, oh, you must be feeling like some some tightness in your chest. Or no. get, sometimes we feel like those butterflies in our belly. Like, isn't that really hard? No, we have adults that want to problem solve. And how many times has have those butterflies or that tightness in your chest gone away when an adult has said, "You're okay. You're fine. Oh, you or, shouldn't worry about that." Or like, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. And it's like, 
the sympathy versus empathy part, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sitting in that with yourself. Uncomfortable. (laughs) Rachel's like crawling out of her skin right now. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm going to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Hands are sweating. Yeah. So you go ahead. I have some other things, but I don't have my thoughts collected. So I think the biggest thing that came up for me or that I like the first thing that came to my mind is like just the idea of having trust in a Mm -hmm. person Mm. and after that has been broken for so long or so many times or, you know, you don't trust anyone and you don't even trust yourself. Like you don't know what you, um, like what you perceive, like you don't trust your perception of what's going on or Mm -hmm. what this other person is thinking because you've been fucked over so many times. I wrote that down that a lot of this is your relationship with yourself. So like you're going to work on that relationship with that new person, but a lot of this is about working on your relationship with you. Yeah. And I think that that is like, you're still like you're getting over, you know, whatever pains that you have brought with you, like physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. all of that. And it's like, you, you so need that self-compassion piece to be able to trust yourself and your gut again, Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes it gets muted out or it gets the wrong Mm -hmm. information and then you don't. Well, especially when, if you're in a relationship with someone that has narcissistic tendencies, that is the goal of that person is to shift your playing field and and get you off of your reality and Mm -hmm. onto theirs because their goal is to manipulate you into their reality because that's where they are comfortable. And that's where they have the control. Exactly. That's where they have the control. They want you to doubt yourself. They want to instill distrust because they want you to fully rely on them and they want to control you because that's where they're comfortable. And it's very, so I can't speak from having a narcissistic relationship, but I can speak from a narcissistic, like, like a romantic relationship, but like a personal relationship I can speak to is like, it's very, very uncomfortable to let go of those feelings of not allowing this narcissist to have power over you Mm -hmm. or, or realizing what they're doing and moving forward through that Mm -hmm. is very uncomfortable. And you catch yourself so many times Mm -hmm. going like, Oh, I'll just do this. Or, Oh, I'll just mm-hmm. like, uh, playing along with their narrative. Yeah. Like, it's and it's just like, almost like, this is just easier. This is just easier. Uh-huh. But it, in the end, it's not because you are still like finding yourself going like, why the fuck did I do that? Or mm-hmm. why the fuck did I think that? Or how did, why did I let this person affect me mm-hmm. when yeah. I'm trying to move forward with my life? Mm-hmm. It's so hard to let go of that narrative. And I'm speaking from a personal relationship too. And even though like, you know, that, their reality is their own and you're never going to change it. Knowing that this person misunderstands you and mm-hmm. misrepresents you can be really, really painful. Yeah. Because, and there's nothing you can do to change yeah. their narrative. Yeah. Like, and that you have, don't, you don't have control over that either. And it's like, it kind of rolls into the next one I have where it's, you question everything that they say. Yeah. Like the healthy relationship. Yeah. So you question everything that they say where you're just like, wait, what, what is his, like, or, agenda. you know, his or her agenda behind this or like, what are they trying to get? What mm-hmm. are they trying to do? What are they trying to like manipulate because like an example of a narcissist would be it's fine I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang by myself tonight and immediately you've been you've learned that that's passive aggressive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but with your current partner they probably just want alone time yeah and that's super healthy I love being alone (laughs) you guys know we love being alone and I would I will easily say I just want to be alone for no goddamn reason. Mm -hmm. There is no ulterior motive. And I think that that's something that you can work with your partner being like, I need some extra communication with Mm -hmm. this or I need some clarification because I'm feeling these things. Yeah. I'm feeling this insecurity or like, this is where my brain is going. Okay. But I get, I get, I get that you don't want to do that in a new relationship and scare them or do any Mm -hmm. of that. And that's what you think. But like, Communication is key with this, where you know where someone's coming from and being open and honest Mm -hmm. and like willing to work with, you know, your partner on this. God, (laughs) that's hard. I'm still sweating. (laughs) This is hard to do. I don't, narcissists are really hard to deal with. Um, There's another one you pull away when they get too close Mm -hmm. because it, it's just, it's not something you're used to. That's, that's another manipulation thing where when the narcissist would do those types of things, get close to you, pay you that like positive attention air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, love bombing. Yeah. Is that what love bombing is? Yeah. Showering you with compliments, you know, like giving you that undivided attention. Um, How have I never heard that? There's an agenda to it. There is. There's the strings attached. Yes. And thinking after being conditioned with that for so long, you have to think that 
oh, why did they say that? Why, like, what do they want from mm-hmm. me? What do they like? What's the what is the motive? It's yep. just do they really mean it? Yeah, and no, they just genuinely want to be near you, talk to you, mm-hmm. give you a compliment. Yeah, they do think you're beautiful. They do yeah. think you're funny. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Do you have yeah. anything? Um. Yeah. So we can just go ping pong it back pong, forth, back and forth. <laughs> um. So, you know, a couple other things to remember, you're relearning healthy boundaries, something else you can try to do if it's helpful. I'm more into responding to the body because that's just what works for me. But some Mm -hmm. people like more like the CBT stuff. So if you have a thought, so you've got a feeling it's that that uneasiness and there's a thought uh, he's not attracted to me anymore. He doesn't love me. Mm -hmm. Okay, pin that thought down and challenge it. So what evidence do I have? that supports the opposite of this. What evidence do I have that he is attracted to me? Oh, this morning he told me that I was so beautiful or Mm -hmm. yesterday, or what evidence do I have that he is invested in this? Yeah. Or Um, you see like a physical reaction in the person, like when they see you, if if it is like the, you look so beautiful, it's like you feel that Mm -hmm. warmth from it. And it's not just like you hurt it, you know? Yeah. And you're training your brain to think in a different way. You're thinking not from a fear perspective, but from like a more vulnerable perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and, is and also hard. That is very hard. No one likes to be vulnerable. Uh, because in the past, th- uh, the narcissist has convinced you that they determine your worthiness. So you're constantly looking for other cues from this your partner that, mm-hmm. you, that you're worth it. So you're like, well, what if he, what if he doesn't think I'm attractive anymore? Then he doesn't want to be with me mm-hmm. again. It's about your relationship with yourself. You have to show up for yourself. Yeah. You're clearly suffering here. Yeah. And, and you need to not ha- seeing that worth. Yeah. You, you don't want to get your worth from this other person. No. And, and again, I'm saying all these things, knowing is not half the battle. It's, it's like the long con, yeah. you know, this is like the long work because the body is very slow very slow mm-hmm. and it's that's like you don't need to because I I know from a personal perspective is that I would just seek that validation like even to help me like make choices mm-hmm. when I knew like I knew what I wanted but I wanted to make sure that that was the right thing to choose mm-hmm. or whatever it is it's like I felt for a very long time I felt so insecure making those choices for myself no mm-hmm. matter what it was and not asking this other person because they dominated your life so much that you just felt like you had to get that's your default yeah to feel safe Uh Mm uh-huh and it was uncomfortable to like make my own decisions or do something and know that there might be repercussions Mm -hmm. or this person might not be happy with Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and that I'm not going to deal with the bullshit I'd say it even uh like fans out into other areas of your life where you're not even just indecisive, not you, but like the yeah, general I you. am indecisive. <laughs> you, but, uh, people are not just indecisive w- when they, uh, immediately connect it to an, a consequence from like a past relationship yeah. or a partner. It's just one decisions that don't even have to do with them yep. that, th- that make them indecisive because yep. they're so, uh, they don't trust themselves. You're conditioned. Yeah. You're, you're just conditioned. so conditioned. You can't turn to it on and that. off. Either. No. It's just, and it's like not about certain areas of your life or yeah. Like you were saying, like with that person, it is, it can, it can bleed into other aspects of your life that this person doesn't even touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Angry now. <laughs> this is another one that I, I think was a, a big one for me, but I, again, personal relationship is you apologize a lot Mm. and it's not even to like, so yeah, you apologize to your new partner a lot Mm -hmm. or you apologize. You find yourself apologizing to other people a lot Mm -hmm. and just taking that blame and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Or like, Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I meant to blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You don't need to apologize to other people all the time, but that is another thing that you were conditioned to do Mm -hmm. and conditioned to, or you were expected to do. Mm -hmm. And that is another piece of that power struggle. But that is not, might not be something that you're, I mean, hopefully it's not something that your, your new partner needs from you. I'm sorry. I was five minutes later. I'm sorry. I can't hang out on Thursday when you're available. Sorry. I didn't text back right away. Sorry. I texted too much. Yeah. Sorry. I just sent you all of that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, I was with Mm so-and-so. Yeah. You don't, I love that one. Yeah. I think people find themselves apologizing all the time. Yes. I think so too. I was going to say women in general because we, yes, to protect ourselves. So I had, uh, again, this isn't therapy, but this, if you, if it feels safe is something that you could try to really get in touch with that self-soothing system. Like this is just an, an exercise that is an example of the difference between problem solving and self-soothing. Yeah. Um, and it is essentially trying to picture 
what that part of you would look like. Um, so like pulling up if he doesn't text back right away or if he needs to spend time by himself and pulling up like that feeling, if that's insecurity, if that's mm-hmm. anxiety, if that's pain or sadness and just noticing it, noticing it in your body, labeling that feeling. And if you could personify it yeah. or if it, if it was existing outside of your body, what would it look like? Yes. So I'm going to do, Rachel and I are going to do that real yeah. quick. So, um, I, in this moment, am kind of picturing a mixture of sadness from inside out Mm -hmm. and, but like, um, she was more of like a cartoon character, but I'm picturing like a younger girl version. Okay. So like a little girl, but she's blue and she's just kind of like sad and scared. Very muted. Yeah. She, yeah. She's kind of faded into the background and. She's, you know, so that's kind of what I'm picturing. Like, yeah. maybe got, a, like, a little rain cloud above her, even. <laughs> I know, and that's, yeah. That is really sad. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Now I'm picturing, like, the same thing. Oh, that's you're, a, like, yeah, you're, that's like, weird. mesmerizing. <laughs> or, like, I'm, like, picturing your thing. I'm, like, wait, what's mine? <laughs> mine just feels very small and insignificant. Able to be squashed. Able mm-hmm. to be, you know, mm-hmm. like very pushed away. Fragile or, like, vulnerable mm-hmm. or light, even. Yes, yes. Okay, so once you picture that, I want you to imagine that it's sitting next to you or it's sitting right in front of you. Like this can be anything. It can be an animal. It can be a color, a, an energy force field, yeah. a blanket, whatever. Um, and I want you to see if you feel compassionate towards that. Yeah. Do you feel compassion towards that figure? Little person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for him, but probably – guess could could kind of be part of compassion but absolutely like you can and it doesn't even sorry that was you know not um it can be other feelings you can feel sad towards them you can feel frustrated with them Mm -hmm. just notice the frust or notice the feeling that you're having towards that and the more you can work towards having loving kindness and, and compassion the more you will be able to have that towards yourself because again this is a part of you yeah that that needs that warmth and compassion. I think I also feel a lot of protection, but that's just generally that's my default. Yeah, I'm protective mm-hmm. of everything and anything that I love, mm-hmm. and I will fucking end you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will fucking end you with a smile on my face. So you see this little like, fragile piece of you, and, and I want to put a net it. over it or something, not to trap it, and, but and a bubble or something. So know. for you, I would imagine you doing that in those moments, like mm-hmm. putting a bubble over that figure or doing what you need to do to protect it if you feel um sad I would imagine like getting down and like giving that part a hug yeah or you know saying like this is really hard for you this is going to be okay and this might again sound really weird and it's okay and normal if you feel very averse to this if you're not used to hearing these types of things if you feel like no matter how hard you try you just feel frustrated and annoyed with this part then you don't have to get that compassion from yourself. Yeah. If it can't come from you, who would you want to be here to offer that part compassion? That's hard. How many times have I said that in this podcast? In this in <laughs> this, this is section? really hard. This was a really it, hard episode. It is. It's Including that... the huge argument that Derek and I had that you guys weren't <laughs> present for that we had to cut out. <laughs> but uh, I think that this is, this is a hard hitter because there's no easy answer, quick mm-hmm. fix type of thing. This is a lot of deep work mm-hmm. and just showing up for yourself yes. and working on this and being mindful of what your body is feeling, what you want it to, to feel and how to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to first accept that this is the experience you're having and it's not just a, well, if I can think my way through it or someone's going to tell me the right words that are going to yeah. make me, you know, change and, and you know, if this exercise is totally lost on you, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I think the big thing that I want you to take away from it is the way that we tend to our soothing system is different than the way we tend to our problem solving system. Yes. So that's just one example. Mm-hmm. Other examples are taking a bath. You know, I'm a really sensory person. So that's like getting in comfy clothes and laying under a blanket. Um, yeah. If you have more questions about that, just just email us or message us on one of our platforms and I can give you more information on that. I think one thing too, like when I have a hard time connecting my like thoughts to my physical feelings or like I, I think all this stuff and I know this to be true and I like I think sometimes when I like kind of ruminate on those thoughts, it calms me where mm-hmm. I like it's almost um like your like self-validation of mm-hmm. like, I have the, like, I know that this, this is okay and this is, but this is wrong and this is what mm-hmm. I'm feeling and this is what I have figured out I need to work on mm-hmm. or 
be uncomfortable with. Like I am uncomfortable right now. Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable with this right now. I feel yucky. I feel guilt. I feel shame. I feel, you know, fill in the blank. That's okay that I feel that Mm -hmm. it's really, really uncomfortable, but this is something that is going to slowly benefit. And this is, this is part of it. And I think that's kind of what I do to myself where I'm just like, okay, I am really uncomfortable right now, but I don't want to slip back into those types of things that I'm going to do. Or, you know, I think that that's, that's a big one for me. And of course I would feel this way. It yeah. makes sense that I would yes, feel this yes, way. Yes, yes, I'm yes. still working out these I'm like patterns. trying to figure out that other piece that I had. Cause yeah. it's just like validating that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm a 100% feeling mm-hmm. this and I'm, you know, it's uncomfortable and I, kind of have to tell myself to like stay strong with those emotions mm-hmm. going like don't don't cave into like your old behaviors and stuff right. like that and you know it's okay mm-hmm. it's it, okay that this is this is going to be fucking uncomfy and I hate it and I want it to be over it's like the Chinese handcuffs metaphor so mm-hmm. hopefully people know what those are but those are those the little finger the finger that you got from, from the arcade yeah from the arcade or like a, a family fun night or whatever and you stick your fingers in and then the harder you try to pull the tighter they the get weave stuck. gets around you mm-hmm. that's exactly how emotions are the more you don't want something the more you try to pull away or try to get it to go away the tighter it's gonna have a hold on you yeah so what you really have to do to get out of that is you have to lean into it Ugh. you gotta push in Ew. and then it loosens up <laughs> <I know. laughs> you gotta lean in um that's the only way you have to make room for it if yeah. it's knocking that strongly on your door yeah. it's something a part of you that's saying hey I need you to pay attention to me interwoven into yeah. your brain I and th- your body I need you to validate me I need you to acknowledge I'm here and just like be kind to me yeah and if you can't do it like I if I can't be kind to myself in a moment I'll picture like my grandma yeah because I know that she would always be able to offer compassion so or we so- know Liz is a mom think about yeah. you know your daughter yeah like, think about it in that way like I mm-hmm. you don't always have to or if your, your daughter was feeling that how yeah. would you respond to your daughter is it possible for you to respond to yourself that way yeah you know or like a, a what do you call it a fictional character yeah. you know someone that's really warm like Mrs. Weasley from Harry Potter <sighs> you know she would be able to big hug compassion yeah so yeah yeah well I love I love that that's a really good topic that I think a lot of people can really identify with mm-hmm yeah, let us know if you have any questions on that. Yeah. So I think that kind of, I think we, we covered all of our bases. I think we did. Uh, today. I think, I think we, we did it. We through it. We did all of our announcements. Uh, we did the, just tell people about us. Tell I'm gonna people come, I'm about gonna us. I'm going to hit home with that again. We're trying to make it big. We are. We want to make Go some money <laughs> and quit our fucking jobs. Yes. I, I want to <laughs> draft up my resin or my two week notice that'll be three days my clients Um, that are listening I love you it's not you no (laughs) (laughs) but um no it's just and check out the tiktok just please do it it's it's really fun even if you're over 30 you can have a good time on tiktok just give it a second of the half naked girls dancing on your screen yeah you gotta (laughs) you gotta sit through but if you're into that too but if you're into that that's fine (laughs) but I'm saying if that's what's scaring you away it will go away yes like just gotta interact with the the algorithm a little bit yeah okay i'm making it bye rachel i'm making it worse (laughs) (laughs) bye guys we love you see you next week week. see you next week bye Bye.